Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Teddy and Cherish from Made for This Fitness out of Lehigh Acres, Florida. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Super excited to have you guys here today and to learn more about Made for This. Before we really dive into the fitness side, the business side, the nitty gritty details that everybody is here to listen to, I want to hear a little bit of background. You know, ultimately, what was it that made you guys decide to go and open up this fitness business? Um, Ultimately... Uh, Well, I wasn't a professional um, football player, so um, I played arena football um, in this area um, of Fort Myers. And then um, I started uh, going around, you know, just uh, to my to my neighbors. And and, because one of my neighbors, he approached me and was like, hey, man, you know, I want to hey, I want to come in because he sees me in my garage working out and training for football and stuff like that. He's like, hey, man, I want to come work out with you one day. So um, he eventually comes to work out. And then that leads to him bringing his buddy into workout. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is great, man. Can I bring my friend along and, you know, see if he likes it? So that buddy turns into now five buddies. Um, and then eventually all of my neighbors, like, you know, it's about 10 of us in my garage, you know, working out and training while I'm still playing arena football. So I would go to practice, do all this stuff and then come home and train, you know, train people, um, you know, just helping them out. You know, just a passion of mine is just, you know, helping people, especially um, I have a degree in exercise science. So, you know, I always like, you know, playing, you know, working out, have, you know what I'm saying? Just physical activity. I really enjoy physical activities. So that led to me see, noticing that now I'm up to 15 people in my garage and it's like, yo, what, what's really going on here, you know? So, <laughs> so um, we decided to, from then, um, see that, you know, this could be something that's needed in the community. This could be a service area that's needed and profitable in the community. So we opened it up starting in my garage. That's how it started. What a fun story. <laughs> I always love to hear like when the gym starts from like a couple of buddies working out in a garage. I feel like that's pretty common in this industry, but it's like yeah. really cool um, that we are able to turn something that's like kind of just like a small hangout spot um, into an actual business. So props to you guys for, for doing that and making it happen. Now, what I want to do now is have you guys give us your best elevator pitch of made for this fitness, who you are, what different services you provide, kind of paint that picture for our listener here so that we really understand your business model. Hey guys, this is Made for This Fitness here. Hey, we're a group training facility that strives for excellence. We make sure that we bring a ton of, ton of value to um, our clients. We make sure that um, your health is intact. We make sure that we're helping you with all your exercises, all the physical activities, um, and making sure that um, you have a well-rounded program to support um, everything that you're trying to accomplish. We're here for you, and we want to give you the most value as possible. I love it. I love it. I think that health and fitness is something that's like really intimidating for many people out there. And with an approach like this, it's less intimidating. It makes it something that anybody can come in, 
and yeah. feel like they can approach you with their goals, with their questions. Um, I love it. So, you know, in terms of offering, you offer group, you offer PT and semi-private. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about those services so that we really understand, you know, what offerings you have for your clients? So what we do is um, people normally, they'll contact us on the phone, email, social media, and they'll be like, hey, can I get some more information? So we'll set them up with the consultation, a complimentary one. They'll come in and we let them basically tell us what they're looking for. And then we go in to tell them what we offer. And then we customize something specifically for them. Like we go over their food allergies, their medical history, their fitness goals, stuff like that. And it all goes into customizing a plan specifically for them. So that way we're aware of everything going on with them so we know what to implement into their programs and what not to. Whether that's for personal training, group training, um, competitive training, any type of training. I love that and very, very customizable. And so yes. it sounds like you offer like on top of the fitness, you are also offering nutrition and some accountability support there. Um, and that's yes. so important in this, in, in the wellness industry, because fitness is not like, you can't just work out and see results. And so you're really handing your client the tools that they need to be successful. And when our clients are yeah. seeing success and results, that's when they stick around. That's when we grow through word of mouth. And it's just like a chain reaction there. Um, so yeah. With that being said, you know, how do the memberships work? Do your clients pay for like a package um, when you're setting up these custom programs? Do they pay monthly? Kind of what uh, options you have available yeah, so for we that? Have a, so we have a, a monthly system set up um, where they have uh, different monthly packages um, that they can uh, purchase. And they have, you know, um, this, those uh, contracted terms where, you know, they're doing, you know, three, six, 12, whatever um, packages. Um, that we have to offer and then we do our personal training um, uh, packages uh, separate so we have different per personal training packages that they can choose from as well and then we also offer small small group um, that is uh, is just uh, more of a more of a month-to-month -month, uh, small group package so we have that okay. as well for our small group members. Would you say that the bread and butter of what you guys offer is the group training or the personal training? Uh, I would say the, the group training. Yeah, got you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your clients. I like to kind of ask, would you say that there is a specific avatar that you commonly see in your facility or do you have a little bit of everybody? Um, I mean, we have a little bit of everybody, but our main target are um, women. And they're women that come to see us, whether they just or they struggle with weight loss. They have, they're just at dead ends. So they'll come to us and they'll be um, wanting a ton of weight loss. They need help um, or they just don't move around a lot and they just need- um, Very sedentary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I see kind of the same thing in, in my facility. Um, most of my clients are coming to me with weight loss and I pretty commonly am seeing like ladies age 35 to 40 is like that common avatar that I see. Um, and that's a really good mark. There's a really good market. I'm sure down where you're in, there's like unlimited amount of ladies that can benefit from something like this. And so yes. how many clients, how many clients do you guys have right now? Uh, we're, we're pushing, we're actually pushing about 85 to 90 clients right now. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. And is that a place where you guys feel pretty comfortable or are you looking to grow, hit the gas, welcome new members into the facility? We are looking to grow, hit the gas, and welcome new members. Um, we, Like I said, we wanted to make sure that first we had um, definitely, and like we're talking business, right? We're talking the business aspect of fitness. So one of the key um, and important things is making sure that you have the foundational systems in play mm -hmm. so right. that you can be able to, you know, operate and scale at a higher level, you know? So with, with us, we wanted to make sure that we had all of our systems in play you know, our, our website, our landing pages, our, you know, all of these things, um, automations, we want to make sure that we have all of these things in play so that we're able to really, really push and hit the gas and scale our business to where we want it to go. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point that doesn't get brought up enough on this podcast is like, you have to have the back end stuff figured out because ideally, yeah. you know, if, if we want to have 200 clients and we don't have the back end stuff figured out, we're not going to retain those clients because we don't have the systems to be able to keep them. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you guys like really have spent the past several years figuring and honing in on that. And now you're in the position where like, Hey, we have the systems taken care of and we can grow. It's realistic for us to grow at a steady pace. Um, mm -hmm. So what, talk to us about that process. Like, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process to find new clients? Okay. Um, we're doing a couple different things. Um, we like one of the things that you need to do is wherever you are, you need to know what your market is. So whatever your targeted market is, that's what you need to go off of. So ours, we know are women about, you know, 30, 35 to 45, um, we all know they're targeting weight loss, stuff like that. So we provide information and tips and all that kind of stuff for them. And like, that's how we market to them, letting them know that we offer what they're looking for and we can help them. So that's one of the ways that we do it. Word of mouth is always super helpful. Um, and then results. Because like one of our three, there's three things in the facility. It's results, culture, and community. And it's results bring you here, but the culture and community keeps you here. Um, right. So we're really big on showing results. And we show them like every single day. And we show where they start from. Because like you said, it can be intimidating. Everything is modified at our facility. So they don't feel intimidated when they come. And we show that. Yeah, I think results speak for themselves. And when we're able to share results through social media or whatever channels that you're sharing them through, it gives like our potential client an opportunity to picture themselves in X situation. Oh, so-and-so kind of looks like me and then, mm -hmm. you know, picture themselves. Um, so those are always a really great tool. Um, you guys also mentioned word of mouth being, um, something that has been really beneficial for you guys. And I think mm -hmm. that we all love, we all love word of mouth in this industry because it's free, right? Um, so yeah. on an average month, how many new clients would you say that you're getting through word of mouth? Uh, I would say about, uh, uh, 10 to 15 clients. Yeah on an average month. Awesome. Yeah. So you're, you're gaining 10 to 15 clients on an average month. That's really good. Um, are you guys losing any clients on an average month or have you steadily been able to grow like 10 to 15 new clients, you know, for the past several months? Um, we aren't, 
losing um, clients, uh, every now and then you'll have some that move away or their job yeah. changes, stuff like that. So that's typical. Um, but no, they typically, because they, they just love what we're about and how we cater to them because we like to cater at an elite like level. So right. when you come to the gym, like it goes from when they walk in, we say, hi, we, you know, smile at them. We tell, we say, Hey, how you doing? And we say their name, like everything is customized right. at our gym. So we try to, you know, like retention is really big. And like, if you like, let it go by the wayside, few months down the road, you'll see that, you know, retention's huge. So um, we do really well in that aspect. Um, and, and retention also comes with, you know, nurturing um, mm -hmm. our clients, nurturing, nurturing our clients through, you know, um, emails, nurturing them through, um, you know, different campaigns. Um, and also um, our refer, like we talked about before, um, our word of mouth also, we also have a referral program yeah with our word of mouth system. So we have a referral built in to, you know, at a certain point, um, letting, you know, once we've made our clients, you know, happy, we've ruined them in, we've, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we have a referral program that we offer them to refer others so that they can get, you know, a prorated or a discounted month or whatever the, the program may be, the incentive may be. So we do that awesome. within our system as well. Yeah, that's always exciting, you know, when there are some incentives for people to get them to stick around or get them to even invite friends, things like that. Um, it, yes. it definitely helps with like the retention piece. But to kind of go back to what we we're stating before is like if you're growing 10 to 15 new clients per month, you're not losing any. Like you guys are on target to have a really freaking awesome year because like you could hit 100 clients before December yeah. at that rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is and that that's something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so what's like a long-term goal, like realistically, like what, at what number is it like, Oh, you know, we're probably going to run out of space. Um, about, about at the what 150 mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About at that 150 mark. Uh, we're thinking like, Hey, uh, you know, we're going to run out of space no matter, you know, how we try to be creative and, you know, <laughs> we get yeah, creative yeah. <laughs> <in the> business. <laughs> Add classes and this and that. You know, it's it's all about you know the the right creativity in in the fitness business. So um, yeah, no, at, for at sure. The, yeah, at the one fifty sure. mark, um, we want to you know basically you know start looking for you know either another location, bigger low, you know, start doing some of those things. Yeah, exciting things can kind of happen once we're able to like really start growing. Now, outside of word of mouth, you guys also mentioned that you do utilize social media to grow. And in 2022, like that is the number one proven way for us to grow our business outside of word of mouth. Um, so share with me, like how beneficial has social media been? Is it something that kind of ebbs and flows for you guys? Is it always consistently helping? Like, I want to hear what experience that you've had. Um, yeah, social media um, does help us help us out a lot. Um, a lot of our, a lot of our, like when we come in, we have you know a leads list, you know, and we have basically where the leads are coming from. One of the first you know things we're trying to figure out are where is our traffic coming from, whether it's from Google, whether it's from social media, whether it's from Instagram, as far as Facebook, Instagram, you know what, whatever it is, we try to document that process so we know exactly. 
um, where these leads are coming from, you know, and how they heard about us on Facebook or how they heard about us on Instagram so that we can target and see what's working so that we can push more into that specific area, you know, um, a, ma a major, major thing for a, a fitness business, I believe, is to make sure you understand where, you know what I'm saying, and you target where the people are coming from, because if you understand where the people are coming from, then you can generate, it's a numbers game. You can generate more and more and more leads, so. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys there, and I, it's encouraging to hear that you have an understanding of, like, the social media side and how targeting works and things like that, because it is very underutilized in this industry. Not everybody is utilizing it as they should be. Um, and we are living in such a digital world right now. I mean, like here we are, you know, in the same state meeting virtually. Um, yeah. And so like we need to make sure that we're capturing the clients in the places that they're spending their time. Um, but yeah. to kind of move on, you know, I want, there's a few more things that I want to make sure we have time to discuss. And the next question that I have is, Business-wise, what would you say is the biggest challenge, the biggest bottleneck that's kind of holding you back from where you want to go? And then what are you two doing to kind of overcome that challenge, that bottleneck? What do you think is the biggest challenge? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think... One of the biggest things is knowing, like, say, for instance, you know what the right move is, but knowing when to do it, I would say, can be sometimes um, hard. Um, that can be one of them. Um, and then, like I say, you know, when you want to become bigger and bigger, you need to incorporate more people so that way you can make everything stays maintained and everything's running at the quality level. Of control. Yeah, the quality. So that's another thing because, you know, I'm not saying that we're picky, but we're very cautious of who we allow in, you know what I'm saying, to the facility to become part of like MFTF because like we worked really hard to establish the brand and what it um, brings and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. For me, um, do you have one? Um, I would also like, like I said before, um, understanding you know what systems mm -hmm. systems that yeah. that really you know work for your particular business. You know, like so for for fitness, there's a specific systems that you have to have in play in order for you know you to be successful in other business, there's other systems, you know, that you have, but once you understand that, you know, it's, a, it's about system, it's about people, understanding people, you know what I'm saying? It's about relationships, it's about, you know, service, you know, you're in the service field, we're in the service field where we're helping and we're serving people. So really mm -hmm. taking and, and understanding um, those aspects, I think those are areas that, you know, I think a lot of fitness, um, fitness people, you know, possibly earlier on can struggle with you know what i'm saying can struggle oh yeah with no those definitely and i think like a lot yeah. of us like we're fitness people and then we go and open a business i mean like for me i have a little bit of business background so i studied in college but that's not really yeah. much like i'm more of a workout person and then you go and you open up this business because like you want a place to work out or you think it'd be cool to like wear yoga pants and work out all day 
And then you get there and you're like, damn, this is like a full blown business. And I need to make sure that I have all these systems in place. If I ever want to help a ton of people and make a profit. Um, exactly. and not, yeah. not everybody yeah. realizes that. Um, but exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm like glad you said that before, a lot, of people, a lot of people step into, you know, like you said before, a lot of people step into, um, you know, the business aspect of, of fitness and they think because they're, you know, fitness gurus and, you know what I'm saying? Like fitness fanatics that, you know, just going to do great and crush it. And that's like one of the biggest uh, mistakes that you could make is thinking that you don't have to understand marketing. You don't have to understand sales. You don't have to understand retention. You don't have to understand automation. You know, it's it's all of these things. You don't have to understand people, um, servicing people, understanding what they need. It's so much um, that we could really dive into um, that happens on a day-to-day basis. And you have to be able to really maneuver and understand all of those aspects of your business. So I think it's very, very crucial and important. And I love that you guys are doing a podcast like this to really help, um, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, fitness, you know, enthusiasts, people that really want to, you know, take a deeper dive into the business aspect. Yeah, it is so, so important. There's not enough resources out there for people starting out in this industry, people like we were talking about before, who are fitness people who need to become business people. Um, So to follow up with this kind of challenge question, I like to ask, I'm definitely a visionary. I like to dream. I used to work at Disney. So I, you know, I'm a dreamer. Um, If you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true. What would that picture look like for you guys? Um, I would say, uh, I would say a franchise, like franchise locations where, you know, we have 200, 300 plus, um, loca- MFTF, uh, locations. Um, and we're really, you know, knocking it out of the park with, um, helping and leaving a massive impact and value into people's lives. Because one of the most important things and beautiful things for us to see is that smile, on the person's face when they've reached that goal, you know what I'm saying? And they've accomplished or they, they're able to sustain that lifestyle transformation. They're, they understand what nutrition is, they understand what exercise is, you know, and how to continuously um, carry on um, with their daily living. So for us, for us, I would say, you know, having those franchise um, locations where we're really, really impacting a massive amount of people. That would be huge. And a lot of people really want a franchise, but I want to ask you guys, what steps are you going to take to make that a reality and not just like a dream? Like Teddy says, systems. Um, We want to make sure that we have our blueprint set. So that way, when we know we're not going to set up a franchisee up for um, failure. So we're really focusing on our systems, making sure we implement all the tools that will help them be most successful. Um, so, cause we don't want them to fail either. Cause they're gonna be, you know, representing MFTF. We want them all to be successful. So the main thing that we're doing right now is just making sure everything that we are doing can work for the next person that wants their franchise made for this fitness because so, yeah. Yeah, making sure that it's duplicatable. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the huge, huge, you know, success for a lot of franchises that we see that are doing this is they're duplicatable. You know, they have uh, set criterias, you know, with 
each and every aspect of their business that they can just hand over to the next franchise and, you know, they can run the same exact play, you know, so. And everybody's successful together. Yeah. And and we all went together, you know, so so that's what we're trying. You guys are exactly right. The process, the process has to be duplicatable. And that's a mistake that a lot of people make when they want to go open up a second location or they want to franchise. Like what they don't realize is it's not duplicatable unless they can be in two places at once. And that's not a reality. Um, A lot of businesses are, you know, the operator, the owner is like the sole person in the business. And so in order to make that a reality, these systems that you're talking about that we've spent a majority of this podcast, you know, you know, honing in on, or what are really going to make that uh, future franchise possible. You have to have the systems and they have to be something that you guys can do or a location up in Boston can do, right? It doesn't matter where you are. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And you can be successful there. You can be successful here. Um, Finally, what advice would you give to somebody who is just opening up their own fitness business today? Um, every day, like, it's going to be really, really hard, but there's, in the aspect, like, you'll have some days to where you'll think, like, oh, I don't know, but, like, you just keep going because there's nothing like you, like, working for yourself, having your own time, like, you can, you know what I'm saying, um, control, like, you have more control over it, and, um, if you're uncomfortable, then just keep growing in that aspect. Like you'll keep growing. So don't think that every day is going to be all like, oh, I'm helping the world. Oh, I'm doing this and that. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of times to where your brain doesn't slow down. Um, there's a lot of times that you will not sleep. There's a, you know, there's a lot of, you know, not so pretty days or weeks. You know what I mean? And people, I think they, don't shed enough light on that aspect on how actual like hard it is um Mm -hmm. but it's all worth it like there's nothing you know what I'm saying it's worth it when you see like people come in wearing all black you know what I mean on their first day and then like three or four months down the road they're wearing like color coordinated clothes because they're feeling better so you see little things that like just remind you to keep going yeah and kind of circle back what you said something at the beginning and it sparked a thought for me is like if we are comfortable, then we should be really uncomfortable. Um, so we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, yes. We, nev- we, we have to continue to hit the gas. Um, we mm-hmm. always have to try new things um, because that ultimately is what's going to bring us to where we want to go. Um, yeah. You should never, ever settle. So um, I thank you for sharing that. Now I'll give Teddy a chance to shout out your social media here. Where can we got we find you guys if we're interested in following along for the journey? Okay, you can find us at on Instagram at Made for This Fitness LLC one. You can also follow us um, on Facebook at Made for This Fitness LLC, um, and then you can also you know just you know Google us at Made for This Made for This Fitness on Google. Um, we have a, a ton of reviews and and stuff that you can really um, you know see the transparency in our clients and the relationships that we have built. Um, so you can find us on those platforms and our website and our website. Yes. www.madeforthisfitness.com. 
Absolutely. I'm excited to go check it out. I always like have these conversations, but I like to actually picture what the gym looks like and see your staff and everything in, in your pictures and videos. So I'm excited to check it out. Thank you guys both for being here today, for providing some insight on your take in the industry. We really appreciate it. Um, and listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Isaac of Faith Fitness Performance coming to you from Strasburg, PA. Isaac, what's going on, man? How are you today? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Isaac Blagoji. Obviously, I run Faith Fitness Performance, and I'm really happy to be here. I am excited to have you here. I'm excited to, to pick your brain on this because there's a lot of cool aspects to, to what you do and a lot of similar experiences that other gym owners listening to this will probably resonate with. So before we get into nitty gritty and, and strategy and tactics and everything that you do running a business, give us a little bit of context on Faith Fitness Performance. What is this business and, and what is it about? Well, so Faith Fitness uh, started... Around, let me say 2020, it was actually, the funny thing is during the COVID era, I was still doing my, you know, my master's. I literally just got into the program. I was doing my master's at East Strasburg University in exercise science. And as we were, we were talking through class and a couple of my friends and I were talking, we're like, how can we make the most money from, or how can we make the most money? How can we help a lot of people? How can we branch out in the sense of just not working in a health network? You know, how can we do it? And I, you know, I came home that day and I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, what do I really, what can I do to help those people out without getting stuck in that? So I decided to come up with um, Fit Fitness uh, Sports Performance because I was, I'm an athlete myself. I don't, I don't want to say was, but I'm an athlete myself. I'm currently <laughs> a coach now, but, you know, I coach a lot of players from football, American football to, you know, soccer, you know, they call it football somewhere else. You know, soccer, I did that. I coach basketball. So I'm all around the sports arena, always coaching or doing something related to sports. And I was, I thought about it. How can I do this, you know, with by myself or with a group of people and uh, bringing it out and trying to help out as many people as possible, especially with the kids, because there's so much, there's less training when I was, uh, when I was an athlete, I never, I was never in the gym. I was always outside kicking a soccer ball around doing drills with the soccer ball, doing a lot of speed and agility stuff as much as I possibly can with, you know, limited amount of equipment that I had, I was, you know, doing all of that. So starting from then, I was like, you know, I could definitely help out as much as I can and let me do something. And it's supposed, uh, you know, fit fitness came around. So that's how I got started. Yeah. And, and so a couple of years under your belt of doing this. And, and it's, it sounds like a lot of 
origin stories that we hear, right? I think I could do this. I want to provide this service. I know I've got something special. Let's just launch it and, and build it from there, right? We didn't have $500,000 of gym equipment. We didn't have this huge commercial space. We just started helping people, right? Yes. At the core essence of this, that was why we wanted to get this whole thing off the ground. Now that you have a little bit of experience as a business owner, what's been the best part about running your own business? I mean, I like definitely the athletes and like the gen pop seeing the progression and seeing like success stories. Don't get me wrong. I don't have over a hundred success stories, but you know, it's when the parent gives you a call and say, Hey, listen, my son has just made the varsity team at his high school and definitely working with you over the summer, you know, with the sports performance and you training them in their sports and everything you were doing with them. Really, they appreciate it. You know, it's the emails that you get from the, you know, the gen pop. They're like, oh my God, I just lost five pounds. I just lost 10 pounds. I couldn't believe I was able to do it. You know, I thank you so much and let's keep working. It's all, it, it's all based on the success stories and the way I was able to provide something for them to do. And, you know, seeing the smile on these kids' faces from like seven-year-olds who are just training to make their U9 teams to, you know, some collegiate athletes and high school athletes making first team, you know, making the starting lineup and, you know, having a difference on the field from what they were last year. You know, I had, I had a kid that I, you know, there's a school near me called Emmaus High School and it's a really good school. It's a really, really good school. Soccer wise, they're amazing. You know, all the sports, they're amazing. The kid I was training was a soccer player. And over the summer, his mom came up to me and was like, hey, coach, uh, what can you possibly do to help out my kid? You know, he really wants to make the you know varsity team. And I told her, I was like, listen, I can't make magic happen, but all I can possibly do is we could work two or three times a week. You know, if I really want to push them, we got to do the early morning. I know in the summer, you know, you kids want to sleep late, but let's get out there seven o'clock in the morning. Let's do seven to nine session at least three How times a week. How bad does he really want it? <laughs> exactly. That's what, you know. And I wanted to see, you know, if he was going to keep up with it just for the timing aspect wise first, then, you know, I put him to like enduring workout, like we were doing a lot of stuff. And I kid you not, in August, I could say August 30th, when they find out like what team they made, the kid literally messaged me on Instagram was like, hey, coach, thank you so much. And I was like, all right, what are you, what are you thanking me for? You know, we worked all summer. He's like, coach, I made the varsity team. Hey. And literally, oh, I kid you not. Two to three hours later, as I'm training somebody else, my phone is ringing. I couldn't pick it up. At the end of the session, I get a phone call from a mom in a long message say, oh, my God, you don't understand. Like, this is you did so much for this kid. Uh, you don't understand. He was really, really nervous going to try out the way you were talking to him, all the uh, you know motivation you gave him and all the work you guys did together over the summer like was amazing. I really do want to thank you because I see my son flourish from just like an average player. Now making a difference on a team, being one of those players that all the players come to and ask questions. So, you know, for me, it's the success stories that really makes me want to do this. And it's helping somebody that doesn't have the, you know, opportunity because I didn't have a coach doing a personal private session with me. I couldn't afford a coach doing a private session with me. I did everything on my own. So me being able to help that kid, you know, have that success stories. That's something he's going to remember for hopefully the rest of his life. And, you know, I hope he's able to just like, you know, give that out to somebody else, you know, goodness here, you know, is goodness somewhere else. So yep. moving it all along, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Now, any, I mean, you've been doing this for a couple of years now, anybody that spent time in the fitness or the performance industry knows that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and, and yep. sometimes there's challenges too. What's been the toughest part about being a business owner so far? 
I mean, the toughest part it's is honestly branching out. So obviously, I don't. I personally don't have a gym space. So you know, I for example, one of the one of the groups that I train, I drive about forty five minutes to go train. Then I have to set a schedule in a way to you know, if I'm coming back down some way, if I have another kid that will train, I'll kind of have them right after the other. So it's literally on uh, not having a gym is actually like the biggest obstacle, but it's also enjoying because, you know, you, you're bringing the kids to their own element and where they are, or you're bringing the athlete to exactly where they are and you're training them from there. So it's not, it's the obstacle is not having a gym, but there's always positives to that. Like I'm able to, you know, relate a one-on-one private session. I'm able to relate to the kid, get to know more about them. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't think of it as an obstacle and I think of more yeah. of like a progression in a sense. Sure. And so you mentioned we don't have a physical space for this yet. It sounds like that's in the cards for you sometime in the future. For the time being, branching out was how you described it as a challenge. And that kind of falls under the category of marketing. Yes. What's been successful for you to get the word out? Is it? I assume that a lot of this has been social media based. Is that right? Well, so I have a, I have a good following on social media, but it's for me, it was mainly word of mouth. You know, a parent see me train this kid and, you know, they tell their friends and their friends will just contact me to train them. I used to coach at a different high school than I'm coaching now. And all those players from that high school, you know, they saw what I was doing with a couple of the athletes from, you know, their rival high school or their neighboring high school. And they contacted me, hey, coach, I'd like to start training with you possibly. Can you, any way you can squeeze me into your schedule? And it's bailing marketing for me was word of mouth. I try my best to, you know, post on Instagram as much as possible. Try my best to, you know, post on TikTok, all the, the major platforms and Facebook. And I do have a website. I try my best to post some content, you know, out as much as I can. I'll be honest, I'm not the best with that just because, you know, this is not a side business. It's my main business and I do post as much as I can. But, you know, I also have other jobs that I do. So we're always busy. But, you know, word of mouth for right now is the best, um, you know, marketing uh, strategy that I have. Yeah, I think a lot of people that come on here fall into that category. And it makes sense, right? We started this business because you love coaching and you love training, not necessarily because you love running ads and dialing through Facebook (laughs) ads manager and all of these things. It would be crazy to expect you to be an expert at those things. Do you think as this business matures, that'll become a little bit more of a focus to even further build the brand? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm trying, I'm working with, um, I'm working with a marketer right now, in a sense. Uh, she, she, I coach her son. Her son is a player on my high school team. And she usually, she does a lot of flyers. She does a lot of marketing off of like Facebook and stuff like that. So I'm currently like, you know, she's helping me out as much as she possibly can to get the business out there. She, you know, she helped me out with putting the website together. She also helped me out with, you know, talking to other people, the way to, you know, send a message out and, you know, the way to run my business in a sense that I don't, like that basically like the marketing aspect helps she helps me out basically with the marketing aspect she makes everything happen for example for me but I, honestly without her i really don't know how much clients i was going to be able to get you know, she really helps me out with a lot of those yeah it's our industry is based on establishing relationships like that we need to lean on people who have a little bit more knowledge than we do in situations like this She's been putting together a website. She's been doing a little bit of of Facebook and social media stuff for us. Take me to the next step in the process, Isaac. I want to hear a little bit about the the sales process. Obviously, you're not doing this just 
out of charity, out of the goodness of your heart, at some point there needs to be money changing hands. When somebody reaches out and says that they're interested, what's that sales process typically look like? What's that conversation entail? Is it on the phone? Is it in person? What are they signing up for? Tell me about it. So through, through my website, there's a link to claim, claim me a free uh, consultation. So with that consultation, I basically get their number, email, and they, you know, they write a little short message of what they're looking for. So if it's a general pop person, you know, just looking, let's say lose weight or anything like that, I do this with both anyway, but I start a Zoom call and I kind of have like a 30 to 45 minute Zoom call with them when they have the time. And we talk about what their goals are, where they're at right now. Have they seen a doctor? You know, what is the doctor telling them? And you know, what's their diet like? What's so basically I go from A to Z basically with them. See everything. I want to know as much as possible about my client, you know, personal life-wise, work life, you know, because I believe, you know, to be able to get fit or to be able to succeed in a goal, you have to be realistic with yourself and you have to set a time. And you know, writing stuff down is a big thing that I do, especially my gen pop, because I want them to understand, you know, this is not going to happen overnight. So they do the we do first the free consultation. Then you know, I I don't try too much to get a doctor's note, but I do recommend getting a doctor's note just you know to know what we we doing. So after that, after the consultation, I'll set up like another meeting with them, and we we'll, you know I'll go over is there any underlying disease or anything like that. For example, like heart condition, it's a big thing in the United States right now. So. I don't want, obviously, like, I don't want anybody, you know, getting hurt or, you know, hopefully not dying, you know, doing a yeah. session. So with my exercise science background, I really check on that and I read what they have to do. Then after that, we set up uh, a date. I'll give them like a free, I'll give them a free uh, session, kind of entails what we will do. And within that session, I basically, before we start in the session, I give them the layout, the workout, how many we're going to do. And through that, I modify it. So if somebody's having a hard time with, let's say, the basic jumping jacks, or squats, you know, I bring out equipment that would be able to do more of like a band thing. So they're not really putting so much stress on their body. Now mm -hmm. with the sports performance aspect with the athlete, I do the same thing. I give them a free consultation. We talk about everything. And with my stuff, I do a lot of sports specific movement. So from a soccer player, we, we like to work a lot on agility, strengthening of the legs, strengthening of the core. You know, that's a big thing, especially in soccer, strengthening of the core and the legs is a big thing. And injury prevention is also a huge thing. So within that, you know, obviously you still have to go to the doctor, get like a physical in a sense, just make sure that, you know, they're healthy to be able to endure what I will go through. We'll go through that. Then after that, you know, I have a gym space. I want the high schools I, you know, I coach at. So we go to that gym space. We go to like a, you know, a basic, a basic workout. And I show them a lot of the movements because the, the issue I see is most of these kids don't know the basic, how to do the basic squat. You know, everybody goes to the gym for their school. If the school doesn't have a strength and conditioning coach, they go to the gym and they're, you know, going up and down thinking they're doing squats, but you know, form is a big thing. So with the, free, with the first session, I go through all of that with them, try to teach them the basics. And I basically tell them what they need to do. I do a functional test also with the athletes, basically checking their balance, you know, weight bearing, if they have any knee issue. If Most of these players, sad to say, some of them already had surgeries on their knees yep. just because they haven't been brought up in like strengthening of the muscle or strengthening of the ligaments or anything like that to start yep. with. So I just go through stuff so like that. So all of this them. is happening – before we officially sign the person up, we want to make sure that this is the right. Access. Yes. So I make them sign like a part Q just for like the free session. 
so basically knowing everything, you know, just, you know, insurance wise, just to be, you know, we know what we're liable for going through all of that. Cause I want that to happen before. So if, listen, you decide to want to do a session with me, me spending an hour helping you out, teaching you some stuff and showing you what I have to do is, you know, honestly best, just in the sense that I don't want you going to some of the trainer, you know, you guys are not going through all of this, you know, the safety is my big thing. So you guys are not going through this and not knowing where you're going to get it onto before you start everything. So the first initial meeting is about, and you know, it's an hour and we'll go over a lot of things. And especially with the athletes that I work with in you know, the younger population. So I, I do like a parent to be there. And I tell the parents, even on the Zoom call with a free consultation, we, I, the parent is there. We talk about everything we're going to do before I get started with anything. I think that's intelligent and, and covers you from a business perspective. We get somebody signed up, we've got them going. We've got the, the performance side of the business, but as I understand it, you also work with Gen Pop clients, is that right? Yes. What's been, what's been the biggest difference between those two? So with the Gen Pop client, with the Gen Pop client, it's kind of, it's, how can I put it? Uh, it's it's a little tougher with the Gen Pop client because you know with the Gen Pop is more the older population, so the the schedule is very busy. So for them to even squeeze like an hour after, let's say I'm working with the mom, you know, that has three kids, for them to squeeze squeeze out like an hour out of their day or anything like that is kind of tough. So with the Gen Pop, I do do a lot of Zoom workouts also with them so they can have like an in-home workout when they need. I also give them like uh, for that week, I usually I segment my stuff per week, so with blocks per week, so. For that week, if, let's say, for example, we did something on Monday, they won't be able to make it Wednesday. I, they have the workout, so they can do it at home on Wednesday. You know, with the Gen Pop, I try to do as much as non-equipment exercises as possible because not everybody, you know, has a gym membership. Not everybody is able to have all those equipment in their basement at home or anything like that. So I kind of put that there for them, for the Gen Pop. Sweet. Okay. And so kind of both viable routes. As you move forward here, Isaac, where do you see the, the big picture for your business? Do you think both of these have room for expansion as you move forward? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. You know, and the, the one thing I'm liking about the culture and stuff that's going on now, everyone is getting into the fitness aspect. I think people are seeing like the detriment that is going along. You know, obesity is a big thing in America now, too. So I think I see that everybody is you know, seeing that, you know, with the news, with everything on social media everybody's seen it so like within the business of fitness in general it's going to go up it's definitely yeah. going to go up from people coming from the hospital you know aspect of it or somebody that just wants to get fit or somebody training for a marathon or towards like the athletes that are now hey, listen you know my only way to get into college now is hopefully getting a scholarship you know my only way you know making it in the pros is you know i have to spend time outside practice i have to spend yeah. time outside of things so i i believe and there's a lot more kids now getting into sports. I know around the COVID time, things kind of shut down. A lot of kids weren't getting out as much, doing exercise as much. But now I see it definitely going up in both aspects of the sports performance and the general population. Yeah. What do you think is going to be the, as you look forward at least, what do you think is going to be the toughest part about building a business like this? The toughest part, in my opinion, you know, you have a lot of people come on these shows, you know, and a lot of people that are doing sports performance and, you know, in the fitness with the gen pop. And in my opinion, the toughest part is going to be, you know, branching out in a sense, not even, not in the sense of even marketing, but just because everyone and everyone is now a fitness trainer, you know, and the toughest part is how can you, you know, me, my opinion, the toughest part is going to be for the clients in a sense, 
how can you defer, you know, somebody that's just a regular gym goer that became a fitness instructor? Nothing against that at all, but, you know, somebody who did a regular gym go who's a fitness instructor now compared to somebody that spent time in school with certifications, with a background in health, in a sense of like the hospital aspect, the background in that, and also in the background in sports. You know, yeah. who, you know, I think that that's the biggest aspect, like who's the client going to go to? In a sense, like the, in that sense, you know, are you going to trust somebody that just, you know, started going to the gym for like two years and started a business or somebody that has the cred, uh, credentials in, a, let's say, in a health aspect from run, learning about exercise physiology, let's say the way the blood runs through, the way the muscle atrophies, you know, and hypertrophy and all of that, uh, you know, who's the client going to pick? I think that's probably the, the toughest part. Sure. I, I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast share a similar mindset. The bounce back post COVID is real. People are interested in fitness in person. Again, there's still going to be the, the zoom aspect, the internet, the remote coaching aspect of the industry, but people are craving in person fitness, both performance-based and gen pop, just looking to move better and feel better. There's so much opportunity and, and it's going to be exciting to see how that shapes up for you because this is just kind of the very beginning of you yes. building this business. That's a really, really great place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, Isaac. But before we get out of here, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this? What's the best website? What's the best social media? All right. So the best, uh, you know, to learn more and see a little videos, you can definitely go on Instagram. And the Instagram is at Faith Fitness uh, Performance. That's on Instagram. And my website is www.fitfitnessperformance.com. All right, you can see anything through there. Like I have tabs, I have a tab for a workout session, strength and conditioning, sports performance, injury prevention. I have all those tabs. And I just want to also let you know, there's a supplement company that, you know, also follows that who's been working with me. It's called Underground Nutrition, the base out of Jersey. And if you ever need anything, I'm not against supplement. I think supplement definitely helps. I see you should start naturally. And if you want to induce some supplements into it, it's definitely something you should definitely look into. And these guys that I work with really, really uh, know their stuff and should definitely go with that. Another company that also uh, it's an organization that I work with around here, it, actually in the Wilkes-Barre area, is Pinto Soccer Development. They actually helped me put, bring this up together. And there's an organization also, it's a, you know, it's a nonprofit organization called Right to Dream, which basically helps kids, even if you're not a soccer player, even if you're not a footballer, if you just want to get some exercise and stuff like that done. I work, we work together and we're trying to bring in the population up together for, um, you know, just health, health and wellness. And yeah. all of that. So the guy that actually did that is a Hardy Pinto. He was an ex-professional soccer player, also played all over Europe. And big thing for him is to basically help the you know the community. That's because that's the only way we can get started. You know, throughout the community, if you you can you know help people where you're at, I don't think you can help somebody somewhere else. You know, you got to start within the community. One hundred percent. It's it's a fascinating conversation, and, and entrepreneurship is fun because you can make the rules whatever you want to make the rules, and so. We'll have to check in with you again down the road to see how this thing plays out for you. It sounds like there's still a lot of cards to be played. Isaac, for today, that's a wrap for us. I, I can't thank you enough for your contribution and, and willingness to share here. I'm excited and, and I appreciate your time today. Uh, I just want to thank you guys so much. And listen, if you guys ever need anything, just you got my number, give me a holler. We'll be able to talk a lot more. 
Fantastic. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Andrew with Greater Fitness out of Daytona, Florida. Andrew, happy Thursday, man. How are you feeling today? Uh, loving weather. The hurricane has passed, so. <laughs> oh, did that did that affect you at all? I, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to ask that prior. Uh, well, we didn't have much. Uh, our Port Orange location, both the doors were damaged, uh, already taken care of. Uh, local company came out real quick and took care of that for us, which is fantastic. And then uh, we had a second location that had a roof leak and the management company's already been out to fix it. So we were very fortunate. We lost power at two facilities for less than two days. Happy to hear it wasn't too bad. I, I'm sorry I didn't get to just ask that, but Glad to hear you're okay. Glad to hear you're to hear you and have you on here. So let's uh, dive right into it here. You know, um, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Greater Fitness. And I want to start with a very basic question, which is how many members are you serving currently, Andrew? I actually came, uh, I prepared for this one a little bit because in Daytona, we have a little bit of a different uh, demographic with how many different insurance programs there are. There are seven active programs where we get compensated for visits. So if you're familiar with the program, uh, there's incentive for us to get the insurance members into the gym to get them more regular, get them healthy, save them money. But if they don't show up, we don't get those check-ins. So there's no reason to cancel these. We don't have fees associated with this type of membership. We just give you access. So active members, keep in mind, there's a bunch of people that might have passed or anything, but uh, on on the books right now, we have 5,043. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so for you guys, I'm, I'm pretty curious. I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? With the type of facility we set up, well, we're not a huge facility, uh, but we're not small. The Port Orange location is 5,400 square feet. That's our smallest one. And then the uh, uh, South Daytona locations around, I think, 10-5, and right now that's our biggest one. Um, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted there. Could you repeat the question? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what's really been the best? Yeah, yeah. The the best method of getting new people through the door or interested. 
Thank you. Uh, we've had the best success with vendor events, getting out there, being personable with the audience. We want people to feel comfortable in our facility as they can come nights, weekends, holidays, or even hurricanes with the powers on. Uh, I was checking the security cameras. People were showing up while the streets were flooded. Uh, that's, you know, that's some dedication that I don't have, but <laughs> kudos. Um, <laughs> we tried direct mail. We tried social media. We tried a lot of that. I'm not a huge fan of social media just because of the buy rate. Uh, people searching on Instagram aren't typically looking to buy, uh, spend money. I, I do know people have had success with social media and everything in that vein. I have not. Uh, we, the direct mail, uh, we out of, I think a couple thousand mail outs, we had about 30 people show back up and we put on the flyer, bring this in for a discount just so we knew how many people were actually coming in for that deal. Um, but I mean, it's, same old, same old, it's word of mouth is king. When you can get people yeah. talking, they're gonna get their friends coming. Yeah, 100%, I agree. I think that's a, a testament to your, your your fulfillment, right? You think you're good at what you do, people talk well about you guys, and in turn, it brings referrals. And so, uh, super curious here. I mean, I, I know um, you have uh, multiple locations here, so I, I, you can talk about each location or you can talk about one. But let's say hypothetically leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go as far as capacity? And like, what's that max look like for you guys? Uh, Post-COVID capacity, we've actually, one of our biggest sell points right now is uh, I haven't seen a person wait on a machine in a couple of years uh, based off of how we've been able to spread ourselves out and members can jump around to any facility that once they belong to our gym so the same key tag works at all three um it's it's really helped us diversify in that way yeah that's awesome and i think that's that's, that's very important because i think when especially a, a, a gym very similar to you right where whether you call it a big box gym or traditional you know i think when you can have something as, as simple it sounds crazy but as simple as, as just having no wait times it's very uncommon, right? I think it's just people maximize, you know, the 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 capacity and try to go to that limit where it's like it's a little uncomfortable. But if so, you can have that experience, I mean, that's great. Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Oh yeah, to jump back on about how much room for growth capacity and stuff, we could comfortably uh, double right now with how spread out we are with our membership base. We average on the low end about a hundred check-ins per day at each gym. Wow. And uh, even just with the Florida healthcare, I was entering the numbers. Uh, we're getting about 30 to 40 check-ins at each facility alone, just from that one uh, insurance program. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I want to ask this question because I think for you with, with this many clients overall and this many members, I mean, Again, and I, I could be wrong. I don't know if you're a one-man team here, but how are you able to manage and track these metrics? I mean, it's a lot of people. I know anything over 500, anything over 1,000 is hard. It's difficult. So how do you do it? Uh, it really became one of my favorite things to reference is the Dunning-Kruger curve, if you're familiar with it. Uh, yeah. It's when you gain enough confidence to think you know everything. They refer to that as the peak of Mount Stupid. And then you have what's called the enlightenment curve when you realize how much you don't know. My first job in the gym was, I started falling in love with the gym at 17. Uh, I was a huge computer nerd. I was playing video games and I realized I was getting better at a pretend person than myself. So I started getting my butt in the gym. 
um, did maintenance, did kids care, did front desk, everything that I could think of. And as I progressed through the gym, I would see other jobs. I saw the trainers and I'm like, that, that looks like the thing for me. Then uh, I realized I could handle that and keep going through school. I, I have uh, both my bachelor's and master's from UCF uh, in oh exercise related fields. Uh, and every step you realize there's a whole nother door that you haven't opened yet and there's stuff you don't know how to do. So getting, <laughs> bless you, uh, getting you. <laughs> on that page and realizing there were components of it that I needed help with was a big pill to swallow because in this industry, you know, self-betterment and everything, we all want to take on the world. Every, every gym out there is just, if, if you don't want to pack gym, I, I think you're lying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I, I, I've had a, a lot of people come on here and say, you know, um, we're not in this business to make money in it. And at the end of the day, I understand what they mean by that. But realistically, it, if it is your livelihood and this is how you make your money, you kind of have to make the money, whether you feel like that's not your intention. Sure. You're in the business of helping people. But I mean, you don't hate money or helping people. I think that's really the bigger picture here, right? And to help more people also brings more money. So kind of yeah. contradicts itself there. But I have a, a little bit of a longer uh, intro. Sorry, I do know who wants something to say right there. Go ahead. Oh, well, I I completely agree with you. The priorities of it, I am also in the industry because I, I firmly believe you have to be the change you want to see in the industry. Uh, my fitness icon has always been yeah. Jack LaLanne because he maintained quality of life for longevity. And that man was doing things at 70 that some people never do in their entire life. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I do agree that money has to be the number two, because no matter how good your product is, if I can't keep these facilities open, I'm helping no one. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to throw a, a little bit of a longer winded question out here, Andrew, but a good question in itself. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, but I just bear with me on the explanation here. So, you know, we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. Okay. It's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Just getting people through the door, your marketing. Number two, your acquisition, which is your sales, getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then number three, your retention, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Andrew, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Uh, at this point, I would say uh, acquisition would be our biggest area of improvement. And it's really the difference between the pre and post COVID world. Uh, we, you know, a best of timing, of course, uh, acquired our second location four months before the mandatory shutdown. So not wow. the best situation. We had at that point been doing well enough to not only hold on to what we had, but start branching out. And I've always been pretty firm on it. a great gym has a three mile radius and yeah. you know, just going, keep keeping simple, uh, strongest geometric shape is a triangle. So if you can triangle yourself with three positions, that was the basic business plan that we, I went into this with from a particular intersection, Dunlot and Ridgewood. You are less than 15 minutes from a greater fitness if you go north, east, or west. Wow. Okay. Uh, so wow. Post-COVID, getting our name out there and getting people to realize, because we've acquired a couple gyms in our moves. I've uh, We have three active locations, but I've moved twice, so I've had to set up a gym five times. It's a little easier each time. 
Um, but there are still people that will come in and say, wow, you reopened this gym and we've been there two years. And, you know, that's not every case and we do advertise and get our name out there, but it's still rough to hear when someone comes in, it's like, oh yeah, I used to be a member of this gym. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Seriously. That's all you really can do. And, um, you know, I, and I'm, I'm curious, Andrew, because I know you obviously offer a lot, right? Being a 24-hour gym infantry of personal training as well. Is it the acquisition as far as getting somebody to sign up or the acquisition for somebody to sign up to do PT and other extra services? Which one would you say is more of the priority of where you want to improve? We are completely membership-based. Oh, okay. uh, we do have trainers. We work with the trainers. We have a real easy... Uh, system set up where if you're part-time, if you're trying to get your book up and going, uh, we've all been trainers. We know how hard it is, especially when you're first starting off that first month, you got zero clients. You're in a new gym, your paycheck zero. Wow. So I've had a lot of success uh, with having trainers work in the front desk to pick up shifts uh, and sell themselves to everyone coming in. Like who's going to sell your, who's going to sell your trainer better than themselves. So by allowing them to stay on, hourly until they build themselves up past 10 hours a week where they can actually start maintaining their livelihood. Cause if they've got to start looking for other jobs, that's time they're not in the gym. It's time that they're busting their hump somewhere else. And uh, it, we have had a pretty significant improvement on our training acquisition since putting them in front of them. Uh, one of the bittersweet things about being stepping into the owner's seat is you have the privilege of the perspective of every job you've had before, but until you've been an owner, you don't have that perspective. Yeah. So having a front desk person and telling them, Hey, this is how the trainer makes a living. You really got to push the, that, especially that first free consultation. I'm pretty sure everyone does that. Um, there's only so much they're going to grasp because they're there to work hourly. They don't understand sales uh, and the commission rate and everything. So uh, very, very we, true. we've been fortunate in that regard. We've got a uh, one of our younger trainers, Ryan, who's kind of our rising star. And then our uh, Josh has been kind of our backbone guy. He's been the only guy to stick with me. Uh, we're coming up on our eighth year in December. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're able to build that, 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 that strong community and culture on the back end as well with your employees. And uh, I've got two more questions for you here, Andrew, my two favorite questions of the day. Um, what's the bigger picture for you? Let's say like five, 10 years down the road. I mean, what are you guys trying to accomplish with greater fitness? It's changed a couple of times. I always try to keep at least, you know, just like with our programming, a three, six and 12 month goal needs to be on your horizon. If you, uh, I, I forget who made the quote, but a goal without a plan is called a wish. And yeah. it, that's always stuck with me. Um, Big picture, I would love to perpetuate this type of neighborhood family gym situation. Um, I've heard I've heard you phrase it before, like uh, if you know wildest dreams came true, what would it be? And it, if we're going wildest dreams, the mayor is knocking down my door. That fitness is in such high demand that we have to open new gyms. But obviously, that's a that's a fantasy world. Uh, but we did have the the mayor from Daytona Beach Shores. There was a gym that closed there post COVID and came over to us and said like, hey, you've opened up a couple gyms in the area, we need one, would you think about coming over to the shores? And that's how we got our third location was uh, Nancy over there really 
uh, helped us get things going. And we didn't expect to open until the new year. And we were actually running memberships December 10th, I think. Like she, and she got the, and she got everything rolling and we opened almost a month before we planned. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. That is, look, I'll tell you what, Andrew, that was a mic drop of an answer, man, but I have one more question for you. I got one more. <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for the mic drop. You need some t-shirts. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know um, Andrew, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym and uh, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? It's hard. I've been trying to land on one thing and I, I gotta say um, trust your gut first and foremost I had a, a situation where right when I walked in after acquiring the first gym there was a particular employee and I knew I was gonna have to fire her but I didn't have a reason and it just that it, she ended up being someone that had been uh, before she knew who I was I won't obviously not gonna say names but I'll just real quick share the scenario um, the previous gym didn't pay her her last paycheck. So obviously she nothing she's been victimized here. Her solution for that was to come in instead of teaching a class to have them all follow her to another facility, but to still sign in for the class because she was owed back uh, clients. Gotcha. I've never seen someone physically take clients from one facility spitefully to another and uh, we had to let her go shortly after uh, it had changed chances a couple times before that but uh, trust your gut and don't be afraid to move that's a huge thing that I hear in especially nowadays with I believe the national statistic in 2020 post-COVID was half the gyms in the country shut down uh, we are more of a commodity now than ever and landlords want tenants more businesses are shutting down not just in our industry and shop your options don't be afraid to renegotiate with your landlord if you're putting out a good product your members and clients will move a reasonable distance for you obviously if you move 15 miles away you're asking a lot of them with gas prices where they are but uh yeah. don't feel like you're pigeonholed into a situation be, it, it, we had to raise our prices a couple times. To, well, we got to a price point now where we're $34.99 for 24-hour access to all three gyms. We don't lock people into contracts. It's just a 30-day notice, but it's free to cancel in person. So if something happens, if the hurricane happens, if, if you're just like, I'm, I can't make it, there's medical bills, just come in, sign off. We'll see you again. There we go, Andrew. Way to close it out, man. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, let the people know where can they find out more about you and Greater Fitness. Uh, Greater Fitness Daytona uh, is most of them. It has underscores and in Instagram. But as I stated, we're not too like affluent on the social media and everything. Um, it's mostly, we, we focus mostly on Google reviews and uh as you know, those can be a little bittersweet. You might get some negatives from people who've never been there, but on the most part, if you just ask your good members, they'll, they'll write you some good reviews. And every once in a while, being the one that has to make all the decisions, you get a little pat on the back, that can, that can carry you through the month. And uh, yeah. it really keeps you going. There we go. There we go, Andrew. Absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. 
If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.